This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Try that again. Good afternoon. There you go. I got you all set up now. Okay. Now you can speak. Okay. Did you enjoy your weekend? Busy. Busy weekend, very indeed. Busy, very busy weekend. A big bullpup win on Friday night at Augusta. Very unusual game. We, you know, we talked about it Saturday on our coaches show, but... I was trying to figure out the last time McPherson High was outgained in a regular season game. Now, I know they probably were outgained in some playoff games, but in the regular season... I'll look it up for you later. I'm get, I don't know about the May-South game from a few years ago. Probably that one. But that was a game, I, if I remember right, the Bullpups actually had the yard advantage and, and lost on the scoreboard. But in the regular season, I can't remember the Bullpups getting outgained. The Bulldogs with a big win on Saturday afternoon at homecoming. Oh, that was really exciting. Uh I tell you what, you got to start believing in Jeremiah Fiscus. Three wins in a row for the Bulldogs. They've all been one touchdown or field goal wins. Um, they won by eight against Tabor, won by six against Friends, won by three uh, on Saturday against Southwestern. Uh, that's a game, really. If you look, if if you were watching that game, you're kind of saying, "How did the Bulldogs ever win that game?" Because Southwestern dominated time of possession. Uh, really, Southwestern really ran the ball well. This MAC defense, so when it when it comes push comes to shove, they seem to come up with some big plays. A really bad play call by Southwestern helped on a uh, end around pass. It shouldn't have been thrown. Uh, they just would have settled for the field goal right there. And then Ed Crouch, who had been you know he was dinged up all day, uh, couldn't run the ball, uh, and you know he, he wasn't his usual dangerous self. But once they got in the last drive. He had two big runs, and then the wild Mish, you know, Lamicio Hill. They put him in the in the shotgun at the running back. And when you got 240 pounds with that kind of acceleration running downhill, there's no way you're going to keep him out of the end zone. Well, let's talk bullpups and bulldogs a little bit later. Okay. I also want to talk about some other things coming up this week, including KCAC basketball media day tomorrow. Yeah. Well- We'll be there. We won't have a show tomorrow. No show. No show tomorrow. But you know where we have to begin with today's show, right, Steve? Well, it was just an abomination at Arrowhead Stadium yesterday. Uh, I think the Chiefs have been exposed. Uh, The template is out. Just run the ball, run it some more, and then run it again. That's all you got to do against the – 
against this Chiefs defense right now. I have just never seen a defense that cannot stop the run. I mean, they are basically helpless against the run. Four straight games, an opponent has at least 180 yards. And, you know, in, in this day and age of the NFL, I think about 130 yards rushing is considered really good. Yeah, it's a pretty good Because game. teams teams basically only use one running back now. Everybody's pretty much gone to the one running back system with a fullback in front. The fullback is more like a guard. It's just one guy that carries the ball. But just think about that. Uh, more than 180 yards in four straight games. And what it does, it keeps the Chiefs offense off the field. Uh, the Chiefs offense, again, you know, struggling. They didn't have the ball but 21 minutes in the game. Patrick Mahomes, he has no mobility now. His ankle is shot. They have to play on Thursday at Denver. Road teams generally do terrible on Thursday night games because teams get so beat up on Sunday they don't have enough time to recover. And Philip Lindsay, he could have a big game for Denver on Thursday. So let's start off with this. Do you remember when I said how important Tyreek Hill is to this offense? Right. And how much having him in there makes a difference? Where is Demarcus Robinson? He Everybody is so excited about him after a couple of games. He didn't even have a target yesterday. Byron Pringle is getting three targets, two catches for 24 yards. McCall Hardman, four catches for 45. Travis Kelsey was okay, four catches for 58 yards. Is it just me, or does Travis Kelsey have a balance problem anymore? It seems like he's going out and he's falling down or tripping over somebody. And like the one play, he had a touchdown, but he goes out there and he's stumbling, he catches the ball, but then drops it. But he's stumbling around. I think Travis Kelsey right now is extremely frustrated. I think he feels like that opponents are just beating him up when he goes downfield and he's not getting any calls and it's affecting his play. But Patrick Mahomes doesn't have very many options to throw the ball to right now. No. He really only has two. No Sammy Watkins which who knows if he'll ever play again. Oh, yeah, he's hurt every game. I mean, he, you get you talk about a guy that pays a lot of money per game. If you pay him by the game, he is just making out-of-sight money because he can't get on the field half the time. Not just that. Where are these attacks in the rushing game? LaShawn McCoy, Shady, we're feeling good about him. Oh, he's great. Eight carries. The rest of them. Look at his yards per carry, too. Williams had one. Patrick Mahomes has one. DeAnthony Thomas carries the ball one time. They have given up on the ground game. They can't block anybody. And they can't protect their best weapon, Patrick Mahomes. He has no time to throw. He can't get the ball out. They're down two offensive line starters. And it just shows, you know, how much of a difference it makes. No Austin Wiley. No Eric Fisher. We don't know when Eric Fisher is going to be back again. He's missed, what, four games now? I believe he's missed four games. When do we begin to blame some of the people behind the scenes in this process. Even remember, they're four and two. Yeah. The sky's not falling. They're in first place. But what have I we have said what have we said all year? If you don't have enough pieces around, your rocket launcher, your machine gun, your atomic bomb, if you don't have pieces around it, both on offense and if you don't have any sort of supporting cast on defense, you are wasting anything that's happening right now and you with noticed, Patrick Mahomes. Have you noticed how gun-shy Patrick Mahomes is now? They're wasting him. Yeah, he's throwing every throws off his back foot because he's so afraid he's going to get hit. That offensive line is just a train wreck. I mean, Mitchell Swartz is supposed to be one of the best tackles in the NFL. He got two holding pins. Holding. I will say one thing. I watched three games yesterday. 
the amount of holding penalties is just becoming absolute incredulous. And I know they sent out an edict a couple weeks ago, hey, we're calling too many holding. And you know, like they say in the NFL, you could call holding on every single play. I think the referees are starting to take that to heart. But also, though, if you watch some of the replays, these guys are holding. Right. I mean, mean, it's just... They're not just making stuff up. Yeah, they're not... I mean, some of these, you know, some of these holding calls, they're legit. I mean, you've got to know better. And then, boy, in the secondary, how many defensive holding penalties are the Chiefs getting in the secondary? This Breland, my goodness. I thought Marcus Cooper was bad. I thought Terrence Mitchell was bad. I tell you, Breland is he is raising the bar on ineptness for the Chiefs. Let me ask you this. So Brett Veach, Chiefs general manager, remember they had John Dorsey for several years. Right. Can you name me one player that Brett Veach has drafted that is contributing at all? Well, they traded their number one pick this year, so Name me that, one guy that you think, wow, he's really helping. Well, the draft's basically been a zero for him. It's been almost nothing. Yeah. McCall Hardman has been Okay. Yeah. But he, he anybody was, else? No. I don't did any some of them didn't even make the roster, I don't think. Exactly. They have whiffed in the draft, especially defensive. Remember two years ago in the draft, all they did was take defensive guys. And none of those guys are helping. Yeah. You have this weapon, you have this atomic bomb, and we have all the coding for it, but we say, ah, let's just keep it in the closet for a little longer. We don't need it yet. Let's let's wait. Let's wait. And at some point, Steve, they're going to waste Patrick Mahomes by having zero defense, by having zero ground game, by having zero offensive line. That's been a big talk about Deshaun Watson through his first three years, saying, hey, you've got this great quarterback, and you can't protect him. You're wasting him. And finally, they have built weapons around him and an offensive line. You think the Chiefs wish they had Carlos Hyde back after? Yeah. He torched him yesterday. I mean, they, they brought Carlos Hyde in. It looked like he was going to be the guy. They got rid of him. I think maybe more of a salary move than anything else, a salary dump, because they felt like they could get by on the cheap with Damian Williams. We don't know how good Damian Williams is. He never carries the ball. The Chiefs also scored just seven points after the first quarter. Yeah, and this is another thing they do. They always start fast. They are so good in the first quarter. Right. Andy Reid is so great at the beginning of games. And, you know, they run all that trickeration and motion and stuff that really gets things going. And then it's like they get away from them and go kind of vanilla and expect Patrick Mahomes to drop back and just throw every single down and just get smashed every single down. Do you remember our conversation from Friday as well, Steve, in regards to the NFL? I don't remember. All I know is I picked the Chiefs to lose. Our conversation in regards to pass interference. Oh, yeah. And reviewing oh, pass and that interference. Was the play, that was the play of the game to me. That turned right. the whole game around. Patrick Kelsey gets mugged. Ta- Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. What did I say? Patrick Kelsey. Travis Kelsey gets absolutely mugged. I mean, and I, I texted you right after that play. Uh, you and Big Cliff were watching the game together. Oh, yeah. And I said, I texted you right after that. I said, why even have the rule? If, I mean, that was the most obvious pass interference that there was all day. And Houston challenged a Kansas City pass interference early in the game. And it should have been called. And it should have been one. Yeah. What's the point? Just yeah. Why are we doing this? Do Why are we wasting it. my time? Just do away with the rule. I knew what was going to happen on both of them. Yeah. There was no way but they were Travis going to call Kelsey anything. Travis Kelsey just got absolutely mugged and tackled and grabbed and nothing. I don't, I don't know what they say. I think they ought to just do away with that rule. It's just silly. So, as we look ahead and we start to think, okay, New England, this Chiefs defense 
doesn't stand a chance against this, a team like New England. They this, don't stand a chance defense, against Houston. This Chiefs defense doesn't stand a chance against anybody. They might not stand a chance against Joe Flacco and Denver well, this week. Philip Lindsay, the Broncos' top running back, he is in my starting lineup for fantasy football this week. I'm expecting big points out of Philip Lindsay. The other thing, too, is that this offense is in its biggest slump since Patrick Mahomes has taken over, and they're still scoring like 20-something yeah. points a game. And it's, it's the first adversity in Patrick Mahomes' career. He is not, for one thing, he's never been hit like he's been hit. He, you know, with no Eric, Eric Fisher is the most important offensive lineman for the Chiefs because he is the left tackle. The left tackle is the most important lineman on the offensive line because he protects the quarterback's backside. And you've got Cameron Irving out there who... Who they extended. Brett Veach extended his contract. Wow. I, did, I did not know that. Earlier this summer. That's a mind blower. There are several decisions that this group has made. And the other thing I keep seeing, where's Frank Clark? Has the guy made a play this year? I know that he was involved in the fumble at the beginning. They gave up a number one draft pick for Frank Clark. Wow. The other thing that has really hurt this team too, Steve, in the last couple of games... Turnovers. And penalties. Well, penalties too. But Patrick Mahomes has not been a turnover guy. He hasn't really turned the ball over much. And I know there were some people that were saying, why are you trying to drive down the field at the end of the half with 40 seconds or however much time was left? But why wouldn't you? You had three timeouts. Right. And remember, they had an interception in the end zone, which should have been knocked down, giving them the ball at the 40. And I know there were people that were saying, why would you drive? You should have just taken a knee. You he don't can, take a knee when you have Patrick Mahomes. You can make one big play and you're in field goal, field goal range. When you have Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, you don't take a knee when you have three timeouts. Right. And I had no problem with that. Problem is they can't block. Right. And they were able to knock the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands and go down and eventually score. And I will say, though, I have never seen a Chiefs team that is this beat up. I mean, you look at who they're missing. Chris Jones, best defensive lineman. Anthony Hitchens, best linebacker. Sammy Watkins, who was their number one receiver till Tyreek Hill came back. Uh, Andrew Wiley, starting offensive lineman. Eric Fisher, start. I know every you know every team has injuries in the NFL, but the Chiefs have been pretty lucky in recent years not to have injuries, especially in the offensive line. Right. And to me, that is the most important thing right now is injuries in the offensive line. And their line had been serviceable the last few years. Yeah, and. When they were, they had all five starters those first three games, and then game four, Fisher went down, Wiley went down. I don't even know who played. I saw some number yesterday. I didn't even know who it was at at uh, left guard. I think it was seventy four. I have no clue who that was. And Irving at tackle, you know, he's he's very much near the bottom of offensive tackles in the NFL. Missing short field goals, throwing interceptions yeah, in the end zone. I mean, there were just a ton of things with this game that the Chiefs were not in sync. Yep. And at some point, they're going to get it figured out, and they're going to get healthy. And remember, but they're struggling right now. you got the schedule up there. They've got that four-game gauntlet coming up Denver, here. Denver, Green Bay, who plays, I think, Oakland tonight. Green Bay plays. Or they play Oakland next week. Yeah, Green Bay's on tonight, though, but they play. I don't remember who they play. Detroit. There you go. So you play Green Bay. Then you play Minnesota, who's playing some great football right, right now. Then you get the maybe worst quarterback in the NFL that's a regular starter in Marcus Mariota and the Titans, and then the Chargers. So a really tough stretch of games there, although the Chargers have not shown me anything the last few weeks. but the Chargers and the Chiefs, that's a rivalry game. And again, you think Phillip Rivers is saying, man, give me that Chiefs defense, let me go to work. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. 
Let's talk Bulldogs and Bull Pups. Do it. When we come back, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, a good weekend for the Bulldogs and the Bull Pups. Both football teams winning for a third consecutive weekend. Yeah, that's fun. Winning's fun. Man, it's way more fun when both teams are winning, both teams are playing well. Both teams are going to be home this week. That's right. We're home Friday and Saturday. And a chance for both teams to win on the same weekend for a fourth straight weekend. Steve, I think you need to write a column this week at Sell on Sports, midkansasonline.com. I think you need to write a column about the dogs and the pups. Something about both of them being so successful Right now at the same time. Well, that's a possibility. I think you could put that in there. Well, I do have a Bullpups column going tomorrow. Um, Class 4A West. It's really starting to look like McPherson-Abilene in Week 9. Abilene has not won. The Bullpups, of course, just have to win out. Abilene could win a game in their last two. I mean, They could win either of the last two. And But even if they do, the, their point differential may not be enough to get them out of the cellar. Right. Because I think they're 27 points behind... The next closest team. They are. So even if they win, and if they win, they're not going to win by much because, let's face it, they're just not a good football team. So right now, the bracket is set up just the way the Bullpups want it. If they could draw it up right now, it's perfect because right now, if the season end, if the playoffs started today, the Bullpups would play Abilene, then the winner of Coffeyville and Rose Hill the Ville, who I don't like, the, you know, I don't like the Ville. Yeah, Steve my is big, not a fan of the Golden Tornado. My big rival in high school, the Ville. Were they the Golden Tornado at the time or just still the Tornado? They were the Golden Tornado, but they were never called Phil Kinley. A lot of people call them. I don't Phil, know where that came from either. Yeah, that's their official name, Phil Kinley Coffeyville High School, but I've, I've just called them the Ville. So anyway, and then if the Bullpups win that game, they would most likely play. Winfield, right. So you know that's the way that side. Now the other side of the bracket, you got Bueller, you got Andover Central, and then of course the team that we keep thinking is going to be scary, but maybe they're not. Maybe this is just not the year for Goddard. But Goddard's two and four. They lost again. They lost. We saw Valley Center down at the Jamboree. They didn't look like a team that would beat Goddard by seventeen. So a lot of injuries for Goddard. Who knows if they're going to get guys back. Maybe McPherson College's Ben Bannister can give us some insight. Yeah. Uh, the safety for the Bulldogs, he played. He was the star of last year's game for Goddard against McPherson with a big 67-yard touchdown catch. But right now, the bracket is set up. If it just holds steady, the Bullpups are going to have the bracket just like they want it. Well, speaking of things that are set up just the way they want it right now, how about the McPherson College upcoming schedule? This is a team that is on a roll right now. The Bulldogs have won three games in a row in conference play, and the first time that's happened in almost a decade where they've won three straight conference games. This week, they're at home to take on Ottawa, who is 1-4 and four and is a scary team because the they best, have a great quarterback. The best 1-4 and four team in the country. And remember, the son of the great man himself, Kent Kessinger, 
coaches Ottawa. He's going to find a way to get the Braves righted. But this is going to be strength against strength because the Bulldogs, uh, I haven't looked at the stats today. Going into Saturday, they they are number one now. Number one in the NAI the, in pass defense at 108 and yards Connor per Kage, game. And Connor Kagey, I don't know where Connor Kagey is nationally in passing. He was number two two weeks ago. I don't know what he's done the last couple weeks. But Connor Kagey... Number three in total offense, number four in passing. So it's the number four passer in the country against the number one pass defense. Something's got to give. But you look at all of Ottawa's losses, they're all very close. They could easily be four and one just as easy as one and four. But then look at the Bulldogs' upcoming schedule. Right. Let's say they get a win over Ottawa this weekend. They're four and three. They then take on St. Mary, who lost by 90 points against Kansas Wesleyan this past weekend. 90 to nothing. Yeah. St. Mary is really struggling. And they lost to Bethany. And then Kansas Wesleyan on the schedule, too, but they are very, very good in the number two (laughs) team in the country. Yeah. But then you close out with Bethany and Avila. Right. This is a team that has a chance to climb up into the top three in the KCAC by the end of the year, and they were picked 10th going into the season. Well, Jeremiah Fisk is just doing a wonderful job. Can you believe the turnaround that it's been and the amount of excitement that we saw on Saturday with that program? The stands were packed. There were people standing, a lot of people down on the rail, people in the end zone. They had about 35 recruits here uh, to watch the game. You don't think those recruits got excited by what they saw? I mean, this was just an exciting game. It comes down Lamicio Hill on the wild Mish runs in from one yard with 33 seconds to go to win the game. Uh, great job by the Bulldogs. You got to believe, you know, you look back at the games they've lost. Langston, if they convert a two-point conversion, they win that game. Uh, Sterling game, they were right there. Uh, game three was Bethel. Bethel, uh, Bethel game, if they just get off to a deep, you know, they're down 18 after, you know, basically a quarter and they only end up losing by nine. So this team, it struggles to start games. That's been the big problem all year. Once they get it rolling, though, they're pretty good. But, uh, you know, Ed Crouch, you know, he's what the he's to the Bulldogs what Patrick Mahomes is to the Chiefs, and he was dinged up, and he could not do his usual scrambling around. He had to stay in the pocket, and not he wasn't able to run until the very last series. And then he decided to heck with this knee. I'm going to give it all I got to see if I can – pull out a win, and he did. So instead of calling him the magic man, we have to start calling him Captain Comeback. Steve, you have obviously been here longer than me, but it feels like that this city and the fans of McPherson College, they want them so badly to be successful because when they are good, you can see the turnout. And I think that you could probably go back to the basketball team's championship run, 2010, the football team's run, and how invested people are They just haven't had all of that success the last few years. But as they say in the field of dreams, which you've never seen. Completely. You've never seen it. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. The fans, we saw it on Saturday, how much interest was in this program. And a few more wins, and it's going to become more Bulldog madness. Well, you know, you talk about uh, the years the basketball team, you know, four straight trips to Nationals. I'm not sure there's been another KCAC school that's gone four straight years but when you look at those teams, it was packed every game. One reason, they had four McPherson High graduates among their top eight players. Right, and that was a big part, big part of it too. But right. at the same time, they're watching their college team win. And look at how many McPherson High kids play on this team. There's five, I think there's five kids. Is that right? One, two, five sounds right. Five sounds right. And Ben Nickel, McPherson High grad, had the first touchdown for the Bulldogs. That's right. All right, Steve, let's take one more break. 
You want to? Let's do. You looked like a, you were questioning I need it. to exhale. That's true. Okay. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, no show tomorrow. No show tomorrow. Not out of laziness or tiredness or anything Pure else. Pure laziness. Well, yeah, a little bit on your <laughs> end. But we will be going down to KCAC Basketball Media Day at Crestview Country Club in Wichita. Excited to hear from Coach TJ Askeldson in his first KCAC Media Day as head coach, as well as Josh Nichols in his second. We're think, starting to get excited about the Bulldogs. You think Coach Nichols will just run the Wichita? He might. He is a – he's a – the guy runs everywhere – but I think I think fifty miles is a little far for Coach yeah. Nichols. I, I think the the run home would be the worst part. <laughs> but I think we're excited for these two teams, and of course they get going here in about two weeks. If it doesn't feel like it, but that they are very close and to basketball a, season aren't beginning. We less than a month away from the Mayor's Cup. That's right. I think it's going to be on the seventh, whatever yeah. that day is, sixth or seventh. Yeah. Wednesday, yeah. whatever the first Wednesday in November is, sixth or seventh. And, and it's free admission. Sixth. It's free admission to the Mayor's Cup. So. There's no reason not to go to the game. You don't have to pay anything to get in. That's right. Or if you just decide, hey, I'm staying home, you can listen and watch us. Yeah. I'd probably choose going to the game, though. I would, too. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. But I was at Bulldog Madness last night, Steve. I was. At they the were al- doing all sorts of stuff. I was at the alumni game, so. There's a lot of excitement for Bulldog basketball coming up. You know, what's funny is that we haven't even begun to think too much about Bullpup basketball. No. As that is getting close too. I know who was thinking about bullpup basketball on Friday. Coach Kinneman. Yeah. He we're, was, we're we're getting there. He was texting during the game about big man Cody Stuffleby. Yeah, we're we're getting ready for some bullpup basketball. I it's, gotta it's getting there. I'm sending questionnaires out this week to basketball. Coaches. And we're a little bit behind this year, but I think everybody is still focused on both of these teams and their right. football runs right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, uh, you know, just great football going on. And I, I love the weekends that we're home both Friday and Saturday. That really that's a big help for us. This will be our last Bulldog football broadcast this Saturday. On the streaming, yes. Back to back home games. Because their last home game, ESPN and the KCAC network basically I think do that. So we are probably gonna be on the field that game. Yeah, we'll be running around and Steve might be the chain guy. I don't know. You could do something. Well maybe you should do the chain gang. I don't think so. Get Ch- some appreciation Chad for Chad Clark it. was doing it on Saturday and he looked like he and was Sean Gearing too. I saw him down was there. Was Sean on the on Oh the he chain? was all over it. Okay, well I know Chad was on the chain gang. That's my proposal is that you run the chain gang. I don't think so. For the Bulldogs against Bethany. I don't think so. I think you should I think do they it. should be bring big Mark Lysel down from Lindsburg because he does the chains at the Bethany game and Put him on with the Matt crew. There you go. Big Mark, that guy, he, he's the guy, man. I like Mark. Good guy. So no show tomorrow. No we'll show. We'll be at Media Day. Be back on Wednesday. Sounds good. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, 
and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.